We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Thank you for tuning in to episode 24 of Married Millennials. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Do you like Tuesdays? I actually really do enjoy Tuesdays because Mondays, it's like, ugh, here's the start of it. Tuesday, it's your productivity boost. It's always the productivity starter. If you think about meetings, all of that. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are dominating days. Friday, no one's doing anything. And then Monday, you're just like, why is my weekend over? Interesting. So (laughs) that is not how I think about things. (laughs) Friday is absolutely hands down my favorite day. I really, really like Friday. And then followed by Saturday, Sunday. Monday isn't awful because I'm still on the high of the weekend. Monday evening's a little like, okay, this is tough. Tuesday morning is like... I have to do this for a long time before the next weekend. Our brains, the, are, our brains are just so, so different because I look at it. This is my productivity right. day. I get myself set up for Monday, get caught up on what I missed over the weekend. Right. It's like Tuesday is the start of domination. That's how I look at it. Well, that's why I'm really happy our episodes release on Tuesdays because I feel like I'm giving people something to look forward to. <laughs> Boosting them on this Tuesday. Boosted. On Saturday, I took the dogs to the groomers. Both of them. Normally we take just Hazel because she has long hair. But I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take Ollie too because, well, one, I didn't want to bathe him. And two, (laughs) (laughs) why not? So I took them both. Justin was at work and I had this plan of attack. I was going to clean the house. I was going to do all these things while I had the time to do it. So I get back in the house and it's quiet. It was so peaceful. So I literally put my robe on and cocooned in the bed for hours, closed the blinds, turned on girls. I randomly watched girls. I caught up on this season and I I just chilled. It was beautiful. And I took a nap. Right on the heels of our riding solo episode, you got to experience that peace. That's what we talk about. Oh, it was nice. It's been years since there's just been complete silence in the household. And now when you have dogs, I love our dogs to death. But I was just telling Joy, it's like there's no there's no peace. <laughs> like, yeah. You just there's constant barking or there's hair somewhere. Or like pitter patter. Yeah. Little little paws making noise right. on the ground. I'm Which saying I something. My phone's things. going off. Her phone's going off. There's just constant noise. Ugh, I, that just stressed me out. Yeah. So to walk <laughs> into a house and there's no sound emitting except the sounds that you create. Oh my gosh, I'm extremely jealous. I was in a loud ass gym all weekend so all i hear is basketball is bouncing whistles blowing parents complaining coaches yelling that was my weekend oh stress well i say all this to say i'm gonna need you and the dogs to go away every once in a while no how about you and the dogs go away you find some peace over there and then i'll have the house to myself no because there's nothing like your own house there's just nothing like it that's fine i'll just call the homies you hear homies i'm hitting you guys shooting y'all with a text you gotta take the dogs with you no 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 no. yes i'm not taking the dogs this is this is like precursor for children like take the kids with you no i need some peace too that's exactly oh, what it's going to be like. I'm already stressed out thinking about kids. Yeah, we need some babies. It's interesting because Joy and I are on complete opposite ends of when we want kids. At first, I was really gung-ho. 
about 28 years old. Let's start having kids. And now that Slash I'm on. whenever it happens. Do you remember that? Yeah. You were like, oh, if it were to happen now, everything would be fine. <laughs> now that 28 is Panic. quickly approaching, I just want to slap myself for ever saying that I would have child, children at 28 years old. And now I'm like, ah, 30, 31, 32. And Joy's like, absolutely not. Two years latest. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling years. that. Here's the thing, baby. I have to carry said children. My uterus is in play here. My entire body is in play here. The older you get, the more uh, of a high-risk pregnancy you are. It doesn't mean that you can't do it, but why, for for financial reasons, why wait until I'm in the high-risk, <laughs> firmly in the high-risk category? Why do High-risk is post-35, correct? It's 35-plus, yes. Okay, so... But at 30... No, no, hold on, hold on. No, listen, listen. At 30, biologically, this is just a scientific fact. Okay. Fact, your eggs plummet. Your egg supply just... But you keep using the term high-risk pregnancy. And if I just listen to what you said... At High-risk pregnancy really. starts at 35. So right, your main... Right, but if I no, wait hold on, hold till on, 30 hold, hold and on. I have issues conceiving... We can eventually get there. I want three. I'm not squeezing three into five years. I can't even get my thoughts out. Just you guys see that. What she said is completely it, inaccurate, but I'm not even going to allow me to continue talking. Right? That's what's going to happen. You you keep saying high-risk pregnancy, and then you just said high-risk pregnancy is 35 plus. Yeah, I said 30 years old, and you're trying to say, I don't want to have high-risk pregnancy. I don't want to well, start some, at 30. Something's going on here. Ah, so that's what you want to say. You don't want to start having kids at 30. No. Why can't we have these? See, when we have conversations, why can't we just get to the point? Say what you're saying. Say what you mean. Don't say a we've, fallacy we've and then try to before. hang this up. Why? And then I'm always, see, this is what happens in our, in our household. This, this type of interaction happens, and now I'm painted as the asshole. Baby, there is no paint needed. <laughs> See, but this is what I'm talking. You used a blatantly no incorrect statement to try All to right, argue your that's point. Fair. And then when I come to destroy it, you say I'm an asshole. No, you're wrong. I just feel like I get you get a say because you have to raise the children too, but I, I kind of have to have final say because I have to carry them. I have the harder job. You do have the hard you do have the harder so, job. But I'm also not trying to be broke raising kids. <laughs> Ba- well, you better get this money then. <laughs> Rain down <laughs> on me. <laughs> no. I, I wish I could. Hey, listen, guys, I remember when like your I'm parents, not trying to be broke with kids either. Remember when your parents used to say, money doesn't grow on trees? Like This is the time where I wish it does. Let me just plant a little something in the ground and boom, here right. we go. It's stressful. We know people who have kids. It's, it costs a lot. Right now in my current state, I'm a little stressed. Now a lot can change in a year a lot can change in two I years. I said two years. I know, and a lot can change in those two years, but forgive me for being in my current mind state. When and I'm looking I mean, at our monthly bills, I'm stressed. Listen, I mean two years till we start trying, not like I, I'm so having really, a baby in Okay, two so years. possibly three years. Then that's that's good. That, that's as early as we can be. You say two years. Two years scares me. That's like immediately. That's not immediately. Think about two years ago. It is a lot of time. We weren't even married two years ago. You're right. Like I said, it is a lot of time, but it still makes me nervous. 
Yeah, because it's real life. When did I become the more adultier adult? <laughs> no, you're not the more adultier adult. I'm being the adult and saying, I don't want to waste broke kids. I don't want to waste kids broke. And you're saying now you're the more adultier adult. I think yeah. my logic is a little more adulty. I'm not trying to, you know what? It is not. You just don't get it. You don't get it. You get it, but you don't. Man, I, man, we don't get anything. We listen, never get it. I do feel the same way as far as finances go, but I just feel like we need to get our money up. Like that's, that's where my brain's at. Not like, oh, in two years, I'm not going to be ready. It's more like I need to be ready in two years. Swag. I like that. So right. we got to get our stuff together. Boom. Right. Pound it. Pound. There we are. <laughs> Some other exciting news this week. The iPhone 7 came out. As you guys know, I am an Apple obsessor. And I know everyone out there is like, oh, my gosh, Samsung is so much better. Look, save me. I know the, the Galaxy and the Note can do more. They're more customizable. Don't one Great. of those explode? The, no. Yeah, they did. Yeah. No, they had some battery issues. Like, I yeah. get it, but I'm not interested in all that. I love the seamless simplicity of Apple products. I, I had an iPad before it got jacked. Oakland, we're still not friends. <laughs> I have an iPhone. I have a, a MacBook. Everything just works seamless, seamlessly. It's clean. It's enjoyable. And after reading the Steve Jobs biography, I'm really never switching because he's just a boss. And I know I'm in super consumer mode, but I respect individuals who create great businesses. And for that, consumer for life. iPhone 7 came out. I had to say all my, my disclaimers before <laughs> everyone. Because, you know, it, it's true. There's the, there's the clear no, there Android side. And then there's the distinct camps. Apple side. So this is where I'm at. And they both are like, your product's not as good as yeah. mine. And I, don't, I, don't, I think actually, uh, what's it, the Android? Okay. I actually think Android phones are decent phones, and I've heard that they're even you can do more. You can them. do more, but they're they're just not conducive just to my lifestyle. Care. Yeah, and that's when I'm so it's, <laughs> it's no longer a battle. Like I'm not saying which one's better. It's not about what's better yeah. and what's not. Which one works better for you? That's right. the argument. And the iPhone has worked great for me over the past however many years it's been. Right. The iPhone Seven comes out, and I used to be the guy. As soon as the new phone came out, I'm on the the original cycle. Some people are on the S cycle, like the 4S, then they get the 5S, and the 6S, and the 7S. I'm on the just the general number, the four, the five, the six, and now the seven. So for the past three years, the the, the new iPhones. Have I didn't come even out. know that was something to be proud of. I'm, I'm just giving some some context <laughs> okay, to where I'm at right. my upgrade scale. <laughs> all right, all right, I got you. And I was like, yes, new iPhone, time to update. And then I looked at the price tag. And I've always looked at the price tags. It's not like it's anything crazy. But this is when I've realized I'm starting to get a little bit older. For a little bit, Verizon, they took away like the two-year option. And you had to finance the phone monthly. But you can upgrade it every year. Some nonsense. But they brought the two years back. And the phone I want is $419 before tax. That's the iPhone 7 Plus. Then I need the more gigs because I do a lot for my phone. So that's an extra, what, $100 or something like that. Then you add taxes. Then you add a case. It's like $600 for a new phone. A couple years ago, I'd have been like, yeah, got to do it. Now, $600? That's hefty. Can't do it. Yeah, we work for that, buddy. Can't do it. And I'm disappointed. It's like I go to work. I'm, I, this is what you're supposed to spend money on, things that you enjoy. But I just... I cannot stomach right now at the end of the year with Christmas coming, with just all the everything. Ugh, I, I can't think it do would it. be different too if you needed it, but you just genuinely don't. Your phone is working completely fine. And I feel the same way. Actually, when I got this phone, I knew I'd have it for a while. And I told Justin, unless they have a holographic phone call <laughs> on the next upgrade, I don't need it. I'm going to ride this till the wheels fall off. Why but, not? But you're a little different than me. I, I have a passion for tech. You're a little more 
Yeah, I don't like, have a eh, passion it for it, but I do like to keep up with the Joneses. Like, let's be honest. For sure. I like I mean, to we, have like the hot do. new stuff, but but not at that price tag. I'm not when a, I have other stuff to do. It's always, but the thing is, it's years. always <laughs> been at that price tag. And just now, like, I get it. All the things right. that my parents would say, like, I ain't spending all this money on no damn phone. And now right. I'm sitting here thinking, like, damn, I ain't spending all this money on my damn phone. But it used to be you just save for your phone. You weren't really paying for much else. Yeah, that's it was very like, true. Oh, okay, that's gonna be, and it wasn't that expensive. It was maybe three hundred dollars. So it was like, okay, but that was well. before tax. I mean, we're talking a hundred dollar difference between now and and then. Literally, probably a hundred dollars. No, I feel like you, I used to get out the door with three hundred dollars. Uh, I never got the door when I got this iPhone six plus. It was definitely, I think, four. Well, yeah, and but that's like the huge phone. Like you did the most. I don't do. I didn't do the most. My hands are large, so I went and got the phone. You that had is more. to do the most. To be fair, but you did. You did. The, that's literally the biggest phone you could get. You did the most. No, the Not biggest the phone to be yeah, exact. Fine, See, you're always fine, trying to play fine, me. Fine. I'm always getting played out here, and I'm getting painted as the asshole. See, this is what's going on here. That doesn't make you an asshole if you did the most on your phone. No, you're going to just say something later when we're not on air. And you're going to be like, oh, you know what? You were dun 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 dun. And then I'm going to get painted as the bad guy. And then I'm going to have to come back to the stage. Because it's facts. I'm just sitting here sipping my tea, having a good old time. Yeah, sips tea. You are crazy man today. Did you guys get a new iPhone? Anyone out there? Let me know how it is. I want it. I'm I'm upset. But I'm not going to. That's gonna, what it boils down yeah, to. He's I, not I do even want, really mad at me. I really want the new iPhone, but I just cannot bring myself to spend close to $600 for it. We're accepting gifts. So all of you who have it, <laughs> let me know how it is. Can I play yeah. with it? But I don't want to go to the store. Is this weird? I don't like going to the, the cell phone stores and picking it up because all I can think of in my head is the amount of people who have wiped their ass and touched their nose and then touched the phone. So I can't bring myself what? to touch the public the display? display phones in stores. Can't do it. Interesting. All I can think about is germs. If they had little Clorox wipes, buy it. I'd be okay, but I, I cannot do it. I don't think you can Clorox wipe a phone. Like, you're probably not supposed to. I'm sure you can now. This is supposed to be water resistant, so I'm sure it can it can take some, some cleaning. Look, I don't know. But just think about how many people yeah, walk in and got, out of a store. I think about that on railing. And people are nasty as hell. Like I was just in the bathroom last week. Somebody goes, pee, doesn't wash your hands. You're a grown-ass man. What are you doing, dog? Like, come on, man. I thought men don't wash their hands after they pee. False. I wash my hands every time I use the restroom. Do you? Yes. Oh. It's just it's just the bat the bathroom is dirty. High five, baby. Even if you're at home, you do that. Yes, the oh. bathroom is dirty. It is a place of germs. So if you're one of those nasty ass people who don't wash your hands after you use the restroom, you're foul. Just yeah. unsubscribe there to this times podcast I've been now. In the ladies' stall. and you, like you know, someone will be in the stall next to you using the bathroom, and you hear them just leave. They don't touch the sink, nothing. And, you know, we got to get in there. There's no way to, like, you know, you need to wash your hands after. Like, even if nothing, you don't think anything got in your hand, you were really close. Like, just go ahead and take that, oh, that precautionary so action. Just, People, what, what's the deal? Disgusting. Can we be real? Like, don't be that lazy. What's the deal? Just wash your hands. Yeah. You stink. You we smell. You're that, nasty. Uh, Especially when you're in the office, you're coming in, then you want to sit here and shake everyone's hand, you're giving a presentation, spinning on the office chairs, just flinging your poop all over. Ugh, I'm disgusted. But you know that, that, that's why I can't do it. I need someone else's phone, not a display phone. There's a black light experiment where you, basically everybody touches something and you don't know that you've touched this thing that has like some kind of residue on it. And then later they turn on the black light and you, they show you how much germs spread and everyone's hands are just covered in this 
I do not residue. want to take part in that at all because then I'll be walking around the streets of Los Angeles with gloves on. I think everybody should, though, because you should have some kind of idea on how much crap gets there. I wash my hands all the time. I love washing my hands because there's stuff everywhere, especially at amusement parks. My hands immediately feel gross when I walk into an amusement park. Like, disgusting. I don't even, I'm just still disgusted on your blacklight experiment. This is when ignorance is bliss. I don't need a blacklight on my hand and saying, look, all these 700 people that you've interacted with today have given you, like, that's nasty because now I'm thinking about I'm coming home. What am I touching in my home? I can't. This is why I shower before bed. You don't shower before bed all the time. Okay. You've gotten better. I was like, qualify that statement. You've gotten better, but I can't. Cannot get in my bed without having showered. Like even if I've already showered, but I do take off my clothes and I went somewhere. But it doesn't. It doesn't get that layer off. Yes, stuff has touched you that you don't even know. Somebody sneezed and it hit your neck and it's now on your pillow. You know what I'm saying? I'm disgusted. Never take. I'm never going to bed again (laughs) without taking a shower. Thanks for disgusting me. You're welcome because that's how my brain works. Yeah. So I shower in the morning and at night. See, that's a little too much. No, it's not. But it wakes you up. I I have. It just depends on how. One shower is always shorter than the other. I don't take like super long showers. I I just take one to get the dirt off basically at night. So last week, we received an email from a listener asking us when we plan to discuss our journey through celibacy, and we figured why not today. For those of you who do not know, Justin and I made the decision to be celibate four years into our relationship, and we were celibate for three and a half years before marriage. Three and a half years. Yes, fellas. That's a long time your mouth fully stretched when you said that i've literally <laughs> never seen you a long that time way. it was long but it wasn't i don't let's dive into it let's start from the beginning let's go back to 2012 i was living on my own and it was just having some thoughts about celibacy randomly i was like where are these random thoughts coming from but i pushed it to the side like most men would do when you're having thoughts about celibacy <laughs> and i'm just going about my days and then i Probably a few weeks into these thoughts, I had a conversation with a close friend of mine and he had just gotten married and he was talking about celibacy random. I'm like, what the hell is this? So now at first I'm having random thoughts. Then I have a conversation with a friend of mine about celibacy and we never talked about anything of the sort. Then I would say probably a month later, I had a conversation with somebody else. So in about three months time, between my thoughts and two conversations, celibacy is now running rampant inside my brain, inside my apartment. Very, 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 very confused. And again, I just dismissed it as nothing. So fast forward to May 2012, and I'm sitting at home in my studio washing dishes, and I hear a voice clearly say, you've got to stop having sex. And I was like, ooh, I did not hear that. (laughs) Similar to me. Nope. (laughs) And then I heard it again. You've got to stop having sex. And it was clear as day. A lot of people say, you know, was this a religious decision? And it truly wasn't. It was a direct command. (laughs) God spoke in my mind. And I said, okay, this is going to be tough. And I said, I don't know how Justin is going to handle this. And then I heard it's going to be easier than you think. Which, and I had no way of, you know, knowing that Justin had been hearing this. So he gets home. So I get home. It's about mid-afternoon. And we weren't living together yet. No, we weren't living together at this yeah. time. And I walk into to Joy's apartment, and she's sitting on her bed 
with that awkward look on her face. And fellas, you know exactly the look I'm talking about. The look that has you going, oh shit, what did I do wrong? So you're starting to replay everything that you've done in the last year, saying, oh man, did I miss something? Am I about to get caught up? What happened? So I'm over here questioning everything that I've done in my head, and I'm checking out, like, no, nothing's nothing's popping up. I don't understand. I'm literally, and so I go, hey, babe. And you put the awkward, how are you? <laughs> Doing well. Still trying to, trying to find reasons, like, why are you looking at me like this, sitting on your bed real awkwardly? So I come to the bed, and I, I, I decided at that point, I've done nothing wrong. I don't know why I'm under the heat <laughs> like this. Your eyes, your eyes are beaming on me. We sit in the bed, and Joy just looks at me and says, we need to stop having sex. And I just immediately started to laugh. I was like, well, there you have it. And so she starts looking at me. And then he said, no. <laughs> and she starts looking at me and says, well, why are you reacting like this? And I said, well, for the last five months... I've had these similar thoughts, but A, didn't want to believe these thoughts, and B, didn't want to bring up and share these thoughts regarding celibacy because as a man, it's just something that I didn't want to do. You wouldn't subject yourself to. Yeah, willingly, that's (laughs) just not something, and knowing me, that's just not something that I was was going to offer and just, hey, this is what we should try to do. So since the Lord tried to go through me first and I clearly was not (laughs) responding, he went directly to my wife who would respond. Right. I responded immediately, immediately to like that day. I don't ignore direct commands because in my mind, I was like, maybe I was destined to have triplets if I keep on going. <laughs> so let me just go ahead and stop. And her and Joy's original proposal was 40 days. Mm-hmm. And I immediately came back and said, I think it's going to be longer than 40. Days. No, I didn't say isn't that gonna, I think it's going to be longer than 40 days. I said, if we're going to do this, let's really do it. Because the message was clear in my heart. And if you receive the same message completely separate of me, to me, deciding to be celibate for 40 days was not good enough. If I'm going to do something, let's really do it. And so in May 2012, we decided that we were going to remain celibate until we got married. And celibacy has different levels for different relationships. Some will just decide that they're removing intercourse. Some will add some more to it. We decided that we were going to eliminate third base as well as the, the home, the home, home run, run in our practice of celibacy. Take it back to seventh grade. That's right. <laughs> yeah, went all the way back to seventh grade. And you guys are sitting here like, wait, well, wait, wait, wait. I wasn't wait. doing anything in seventh Maybe like high school. <laughs> look, it's, don't, you know, here, don't, look, don't try to take away. You I wasn't in seventh grade. You probably were You were out in those streets ass. in the seventh grade. I was not. I was not. That's why you're red. I was, out, out here no. in the streets. I was in dance class where I was supposed to be. And the truth is it wasn't really that difficult to follow that lifestyle and it did it opened up different doors for exploration of each other and for intimacy i want to go back on that statement of saying it's not that difficult for us to to sit here and to naively say that not having sex for three and a half years is easy no that one is easy is untrue when you receive a direct spiritual message for me, it was, and for us, it was easy to do because I knew the source of that message. Correct. It was not the two of us just came together and said, hey, we're going to decide and there's no consequence because right. you and I have made this agreement. This was a divine message that was sent to Joy, that was sent to me, and then we decided to follow. Yeah. So I wanted to qualify to give that, because to That's say what I mean. three I, and a half years listen, is easy to not have sex when you were already having sex. It was easier than finding out what would happen if I did start doing it again. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt. I was like, look, I exactly. We received a direct command 
And I would not have wanted to act against that because it was clearly in place for a reason. You know, I, didn't, I don't know. You don't you don't want to act against something like that. It was just so strong. I don't know how to explain it. Um, and that's why I, I don't I don't recommend celibacy like that. Like, I don't feel like people should just be celibate willy nilly. I do think that it's something that you guys both have to be in complete agreement upon. I completely agree that both parties need to be involved in that decision. If one person's really pushing to be celibate and the other one's not there, trying to practice celibacy is not going to work. No. You're going to have a resentment that's, that's built up from say. one partner or they're just going to step outside of the relationship and go find their sexual outlet somewhere else. And for us, it was nice because we were in this thing together. Mm-hmm. And as Joy mentioned earlier, the intimate part was a whole new world that I wasn't expecting. When you think of intimacy in today's world, we think of sex, and once we stripped sex away from our relationship, we had to find a different avenue to communicate our feelings, our love, our admiration for each other. And all we knew before that was sex. What do you do when you're mad with your partner? You have sex. What do you do when you guys are frustrated? You have sex. What do you do when you're happy? I'm really feeling you. The emotions are, are feeling good. You have sex. These We've naturally have been trained that this stimulus is going to pr- pr- produce this outcome. Yeah, any strong emotion equates to sex. Every time. And yeah. we didn't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. So when we were feeling high and excited, it was, okay, let's kiss. <laughs> and if yeah. you think about, well, kissing is just what? Right. That's what you had to do. But it... A means to an end, really. Yeah. It forced us to fall in love with each other in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. Cuddling was 10 times more special than it was beforehand. Just be able to hold her hand, being able to just a nice, simple, sweet kiss goodnight meant so much more because the distraction of sex was gone. And I'm not saying that sex in a relationship is a distraction. I am uh, going to say no, that sex in a relationship is. is a distraction. When you get into marriage, yeah. it, it's, it's part of it. But if you're willing to go out there and remove that distraction, I'm not saying everyone out here go be celibate because I truly believe it needs to be a fundamental core decision that's made between two people. But for us, it was a distraction in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And once it was removed, we were able to see each other in a much clearer and beautiful way. Yeah, and I say this all the time. If you've talked to me about it, you've heard me say it, but one of my favorite moments from our celibacy journey. And I I think it was just a couple months in Justin looked at me one day and he said, I lust for your soul. What? (laughs) What? That was probably my best line ever. And he was dead serious. Like he was just, I don't know. We so in love really both of us. And I mean, we still are, but there was just another level of connection. Like you really, could see that person for who they truly were and love them flaws and all that doesn't mean you cannot do that when sex is involved but when you remove sex there's this I don't know how to explain it there's a whole other world available to you and you will really know whether or not you like that person's soul or not because you just you get so distracted by by physical intimacy I think Definitely. It's just, I mean, it's easy. It wires your brain. It just does. It's quick. What do we, <laughs> whenever we have a strong emotion, we're trained to make it, to, to find an outlet to get rid of it. If I'm frustrated on the court, I'm going to slam the basketball really hard. As you have a very strong emotion, you're going to find a way to, to create an outlet to release right. 
that emotion. Right. The same thing happens in a relationship. When you're really frustrated or you're really mad or you're really horny, whatever it is, you know what you can do mm -hmm. to release that stimulus. And that oftentimes is through sex. When you don't have that release point there anymore, you have to find another way. And that's how Joy and I have gotten to the point of really just being best friends. I tell people all the time, they're like, man, you and Joy just kick it. That's what we do because we kicked it for three and a half years. Right. We, we could not be mad at each other. We couldn't be happy and really excited and go, boom, this is what we're going to do to celebrate. We had to find different ways. Mm -hmm. So when we were really feeling each other, all right, well, let's go on a walk. <laughs> Let, let's go on a hike. Let's, let's watch a movie together. A let's cook dinner together. Yeah. We had to find creative ways to to, level to achieve yeah. what we thought we could get only through sex. Right. And for us, it was it was unbelievable because as I said, it's taken our relationship to a whole nother level. Yeah. And anyone who knows me knows that, like, Jay, you did what? But I can say now on the on the other side of things, being without sex for three and a half years has completely changed my entire perspective on relationships. Yeah, I, I will say that we went from it's not that we weren't friends with them being boyfriend and girlfriend. We were definitely friends, but we were not best friends. I can confidently say that we I just can 100 percent say that we loved each other and we were we were friend not even friendly we were past friendly we yeah we were friends like we were cool with each other but we were not hanging out like that it felt like we were dating i don't i don't know which isn't bad either but but once we removed sex we did we became best friends and the boyfriend and girlfriend thing was in there too because you, you, it's still your romantic partner it's not strictly a friendship either. I want to make that clear. It's not like, oh, okay, he's just my best friend and nothing else. Like, I still wanted to be with him. I just, I mean, you know, at the moment could not. So, yeah, now it's, I, I can honestly say I've married my best friend. Like, I want to be around you all the time. I agree. And unrelated. Except for when I can <laughs> When you need your, your space. And, yeah. and unrelated from the benefits of, of the relationship, of, of being celibate, I will also look at it from a personal standpoint. For someone who, who had been sexually active since he was 16 years old, to remove that stimuli and say, for three and a half years, I can go without it and still be the same exact person who I was, it revealed to me who I was inside. Mm -hmm. It allowed me to to look in the mirror and say, this is really who Justin is. Mm -hmm. This is what Justin likes. This is what Justin loves. This is what Justin doesn't like. These are Justin's quirks. These are Justin's odds. These are Justin's weaknesses. These are Justin's strengths. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that if you strip sex away, all these things happen, but it was just a, a cloud that I didn't even know was there. A cloud over my eyes that once stripped away and you're seeing clear, you start looking through all areas of your life mm -hmm. in a much different lens. Mm -hmm. So I was able to really find out who I was as a person. And then I was also able to say, for three and a half years, I did something that I never in my wildest dreams could imagine me doing. Mm -hmm. And I was able to do it without fail. Mm -hmm. So if I could do that for three and a half years, what in front of me can't I not accomplish? And there is something really beautiful about discovering this whole new version of yourself that you didn't know existed or something that's been there all along but you just couldn't see it because you were distracted so yeah that's our journey of celibacy it wasn't anything too complex we didn't have and there were times I do want to say this there were times where I would say 
if we were having sex, I would like to have sex with you right now. We had to communicate it. And we would yeah. sit there in, in, in strong that. emotions. And then we'd have to leave the bed. And I'd have yeah. to go sit on the couch and just be flustered. Right. <laughs> they were there. Right. right. But we made that commitment to it. And that's just what, I mean, that's what a relationship, that's really what a marriage is. You made a commitment to, mm-hmm. to stick through, to not mess up, to go forward through the good, the bad, and the ugly. And the difficult. And this was our first test in managing the difficult. Can we do something that is against both of ours true personality and everything that we've known? And can we go through and be successful along that journey? And not only were we successful, we grew from it. And it allowed our relationship to go to another level where now, yes, I'm very glad sex is a part of our relationship, but I don't need it to be complete with my wife. Where beforehand, if you would have asked me, I would say I would I would have to have sex in my relationship in order to be completely full. I do not feel that at all. Now it is a cherry on top. My relationship is full because I removed it. Mm-hmm. And we and, and think about it of a pie. If you have a, a full pie and sex is taking up 50% of that pie, you remove it away. Now you got this extra 50% that you need to fill up. So for three and a half years, we were able to fill up that 50% of the pie with other things. Whether that was movie night, cooking together, walking the walking together, going on hikes, going on trips, whatever that was, we filled that remaining fifty percent. So then we got married. We came to huh? Pie is full. Mm-hmm. Now you get to add the great dessert on top, the great cherry, the whipped cream, the extra toppings, and that's what it's become in our relationship mm-hmm. now. I love you. <laughs> you are, always get so mushy when we talk about certain topics. Because, you know, you know, I had my takeaway from it, and I know your takeaway too, but it's just really nice for you to speak about it. I think it, and I think it's beneficial for other men to hear. Not that celibacy is not difficult for women, but I do think as far as society is constructed, it is probably a little bit more difficult for a man to go for it. Sex is powerful. And it's not something yeah. to be taken lightly and in our over-sexualized society. Yeah. It is. That's something you really notice, too, in your celibate, how sexualized everything is. We are saturated, and people are oozing with sex. It is almost, with some people, it's kind of not all they think about, but it's a great majority of what they're thinking about. I mean, or want to talk about. It's crazy, and you don't notice until you remove it. It's like if you're not drinking you don't realize how many of your friends are like constantly messed up. <laughs> You're like, oh man, everyone's drunk all the time. That's exactly what sex is like. And I'll leave you guys with a challenge. I'm not saying again, just go out tomorrow and be celibate, but I would challenge those of you who are in a relationship to re-examine how sex is practiced in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Is it something that both are agree- in agreement upon? This makes sense. It works. So everyone's beliefs are, are very different. Mm-hmm. But for those of you who are in a relationship, I just want you to take a step back and look and see the role that it plays in your relationship. Whether that's good, if it's bad, if you think it works, hey, it works for you, no problem at all. And for those of you who are single and not in relationships, I would encourage you when you are on dates or you're looking to date someone with the, the hopes of starting a relationship is to slowly introduce sex. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not saying I'm not putting my beliefs down your throat and saying you no, should not have it because we not. were sexually active before we yes, practiced celibacy. Four years. <laughs> so I want to make that very, yes. very clear. 
But if you're slow in the introduction of that, you will just look at things differently. Mm -hmm. When the end goal becomes, I just want to have sex with you, that's where your focus is. If the end goal is, I just want to spend a really intimate time with you, watch a great movie, cuddle and talk about life, Mm -hmm. you're going to go about things in a much different way than if your end goal was to have sex. Right. So for the ladies out there and the men, and oftentimes you hear that women are just thinking these these thoughts, and I would challenge that notion that there are men out there who think this way too. It's just not spoken about as much. So for for both people, challenge yourself. We've talked with friends. Give yourself the 90-day rule. Give yourself three months to go out here and really get to know somebody. And if their end goal is just to sleep with you, whether they're the guy or whether they're the girl, you will be able to see that based on your clarity and saying, this is what I'm going to do. I just want to make this a fun, get to know you, talk about life, talk about our goals and and move in a a positive direction. It's not an easy challenge, especially for some who may be having sex daily, weekly. It's not easy, but it's just something I would leave you guys with. If there's anything I've learned in those three and a half years is when you can look at life through an alternative lens, you will often see things differently and sometimes better than before. Mm-hmm. Much more clarity. Much more clarity. Well, that's all we have for you guys this week. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Merry Millennial. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher and, of course, share it with your friends. Please connect with us on social media. You can visit our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Have a good week.